0: Welcome to The Pod, a series of fruitfully interesting podcasts brought to you by Jupiter Group. Hello and welcome to The Pod. I'm Mark Tweddle, founder and joint MD of the Jupiter Group and I'm delighted to be your host today. I'm really pleased to be joined by my good friend Mark Bennett MBE who's going to help me discuss various topics today through my evolution as a leader through these times of change through our global pandemic and difficult times in the uh, in the fresh produce industry. So firstly thanks ever so much Mark for joining me today. Um why don't you give the audience a quick introduction of who you are and and what it is that you do yourself.
1: Well great to see you again Mark as always short version is I'm, I've am i come from a military back, background, used to run the commando training wing, armed physical training course, served 23 years. Um, but my big passion started in the early 90s of, of seeing if I can find a way to get the best out of people at self and how they interact with the world um, under different very pressures and how we can have an impact with someone when we're with them that stays with them when they're unsupervised. How can we impact their decisions when they're unsupervised and our time with them supervised so it's been a 30-year journey it's been a passion i've worked um in rough neighborhoods in the states in london in schools all the way up to grassroots sports um olympic champions paralympic champions national international pro teams nba major league baseball um 30 sports globally so um yeah it's um it's one of the things i get up in the morning for, mark well
0: and of course, a, a, a fantastic list. And I know
1: many of the achievements
0: that you've, you've made and which is great, of course, added onto that list with Olympic champions and different people is, of course, ourselves here at Jupiter. So if we go back to the start of that journey, Mark, uh, um, February 2020, you got a phone call from from a man looking for help. He was trying to to identify areas that he could improve himself as a leader and a coach and through your various YouTube and, and social media. I, I, I rang you up and let's go back to February 2020 and maybe you give an impression of what you received on the end of the call and and then you came up to visit. And let's talk through, let's start from that point and then we can go through the journey that we've been on together since then.
1: Well, I was in my car just about to leave the house for the gym, funny old thing. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a discussion about what took me straight away was actually you identified that actually there was areas you want to improve so self-awareness was there and we just talked about initially it was just about you wasn't it talking about look you know this is where I'm at I'm recognizing there's areas I want to improve in within the leadership within within that management side within a within a global team and the discussion really went of saying, well look there's certainly windows there, but we I really need to understand what that is and what that looks like to share with you actually. What we need to do. But I think one of the key things I always share with people when I have those conversations initially is to say, look, if you want change, it's going to take time. So me coming in for a quick hit is not what I'm going to do. If your success is to embed change, we need to put in a robust intervention that's going to support the behaviours to embed them. And that's where the initial discussion came from.
0: Yeah, I think it was it was interesting really at the time. I, I was looking at all these different business coaches, and the, and I think I remember saying that the only thing that resonated with me was I kept constantly coming back to you, which was all around how do you change behaviours to actually. Impact the outcome. You know, what is it that I needed to change? And and I was looking for that support on a a personal level. And you know, I think it was just the things that 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 we'll go on to in a minute that you were discussing and advocating was that was the the area that I came to you. And it was, I guess, at the time, I'm not sure for you, but whether it was one of your first sort of business clients that came, you know, because of my background always being involved with sport, that I came came to you and approached you as. Yeah, I know you are involved with sport. How do you, how can you help me as an individual? And it was quite, a, quite an odd way of approaching it initially.
1: Yeah, and it, what was great, whether you're asking a question, you'd already worked it out, was the fact that when I'm working within all levels of sport, within schools, within business, the only commonality is human beings. And actually, human beings have pressure. They have stress. They have to deal with people they don't like, deal with people they do like. They have to manage their time. They need to manage their state. And actually, they need to recognise what they need to do in the moment so all the issues that a pro elite sports team would have and the pressure with the media when they lose a match and everyone's focused on the score line and i'm coming in saying actually can we identify the source of an issue and actually it stems from behaviors self-awareness understanding the source of an issue identifying it and putting the interventions in there is the same for business and sport so for me it was kind of a no-brainer say well if you've got people then the answer is yes i can help i just don't yet know what that help looks like until we start getting into the weeds
0: you know it really started off as an area for my self-improvement journey of how can i improve as a leader and it very quickly became after the first discussion part is how do we improve the whole business as, as a leader and i think that's where we started started the journey from that we we were then i think by april 2020 then implement the, the whole your process would come into into jupiter so just talk us through that process of where you saw look i appreciate that you say that at least i'd identify that i needed to learn but let's just talk through firstly the the personal journey that you realised you had to take me on then how we then implemented that with the rest of the business
1: well, the personal journey is, is one of those elements that especially in your position is it can be a really lonely place where you are. You can have all the people around you. You can have great friends, you know, teamwork, leadership groups, but it can be very lonely. And often in your position, you cause ripples. Now, they can be positive or negative ripples. But the, I think the big challenge for you is you recognize and actually, how do I deal with these people? How to get the best out of these people? How can I trust these people? And it all stems down to well, actually, what's in your head, we called it invisible expectations, didn't we? It's one of the words I was using that of what your expectations are and what their expectations are are they aligned, and how do we know they're aligned and then, if something goes differently than you expect, what interventions do we need to put in, but also then are we being mindful of? If we're seeing positive shifts in behaviours, are we recognising them overtly, or are we only talking about the negative outcomes? So there was so many questions there in in you as a as a leader and a boss to say, actually, yeah, mate, I'm now recognising. Maybe I'm not clear here. I'm recognising there's a trend in some of these issues, and I'm also recognising I can't do this unless I upscale the people around me, upskill them. So actually, there's a common language. That, there's ways that they can challenge you, and you're given permission for them to challenge you in the right way. So to allow you to go well, if you're saying yes and walking off, then you're not doing it. That's not helping me as the boss, because now you're not doing it, and now I'm saying, well, hang on, you said it was okay, but in their heads are thinking, I just didn't want to say I don't understand to the boss Mark, because you're intimidating to them. So there was a lot of barriers we needed to break down, but it was about actually how do we do that in a robust way that's sustainable and not just, oh, yeah, Mark's in a good mood, he's saying it now, but you wait till the other mark turns up and I'm just going to run off.
0: Yeah, there was a a huge awareness for myself that I needed to improve, but then it was, as you say, the, the two different marks, the good mood mark and the lesser good mood mark, and then... I then started using the language or applying the the toolkit that you've given me is then how did the people understand what I was talking about? And I think it was a really useful tool to start with the whole understand, understood sort of processes that just because I say it and everyone nods at the table, you know, I think they've understood it. But a lot of the time it wasn't that they've understood it. They didn't want to challenge me. And then they would go away and we would have a completely different outcome than I expected because... Uh, the way that you know I understood that they'd recognize that yes I fully understand what Mark wants but they wouldn't have a a tool kit to actually then say I'm not clear please give me total clarity and that was really the reason why we brought the whole team in and again when we brought the whole team in it was quite a unique experience because the you know we were suddenly giving training to the whole company um, and the um, obviously i would hugely bought into it which is why I asked you in the first place but then talk us through how you found that whole experience that Mark's come up with his sports coach and he's suddenly now bringing him into the business and this all seems a bit bit odd how did you find that whole process with the team and how we went about breaking down those barriers
1: Well, let's go back one step and then I'll delve into that, because actually what was important as well was that when I met with you and Yvonne, that when I first went to Jupiter and we had that conversation, you guys had already were really aligned to that Stephen Covey stuff or Covey. How do you pronounce his name? Never get it right. One of the two. So actually, my stuff really aligned to that. But actually, it was the devil in the detail. So when the challenge I have, which you had as well, Mark, is that point of saying, okay, I've got this. Sports coach coming in I think it's really good he can help the business and they're going what so then then I and I get it I mean some in some pro sports mark I get the owner coming in saying right I've invested in this guy to the head coach you need to go and work with him he's going to help you and the head coaches they're going what what can this guy tell me about baseball I have no idea of whatever it may be and I think that's where that first um, the interventions were set where we, you know it wasn't one intervention of me running some training it was look we're, we're having regular hits but the first one is to win the hearts and minds the first one is they're sat in front of me now i know perfectly well they're going what is this crazy man in boss mark what on earth is he up to so it's all about getting them to understand oh there's value to this actually there are some elements we need to look at that we we're, we're not clear on so it was getting them to to see actually the common challenges people face, exactly the challenges we're facing as an organization to get them to resonate with, okay, maybe there's some value to going through this journey. Now, what they weren't expecting was, and that may be the next question or discussion we have, Mark, is when we agree something that we did in the first session, okay, let's agree what we're gonna do, and we set support network up, often they nod with the best intentions, and this is generally when I run this training first experiences, but then they don't commit to what they've agreed. So the second session, when they're coming back and and they're expecting me just to share some new information, it's, okay. we're all going to now review, remind me what we agreed and please reflect on your commitment and your success and your challenges. And you could see many of them thinking, hang on a minute, I wasn't expecting this. I'm being challenged now. No, I can't even remember. Some people couldn't even remember what they committed to. So I think those little conscious elements that I'm doing to get them to realize change is tough. And there's an experience there. We said we were going to commit to something we haven't. Now, that's not getting angry with anyone, but let's recognize why. So when we do it next time, if we're going to agree something, let's make sure we're going to commit to it. What support structures we got in place? So the very things that I wanted them to do as an organization, I was using to train them in the very tools I wanted them to use. So you could see it was a bit of an uncomfy journey initially, wasn't it? Where they were thinking, wow, I'm being challenged here. Mm, not used to this on training days normally a consultant comes in shares some fairy tales and stardust and then wanders off and as mark coming in again he's starting to challenge us in a firm firm friendly way i might add never getting angry so i think that that initial journey getting them just to see the value in what we're doing um and understand change is tough yeah that was
0: it was an important journey and obviously it was a huge support actually making that decision rather than it just be about a personal journey and making it into a group journey that was very very important and uh, I know something I never like talking about is myself and myself improvement really it's not a natural thing for me but I know that they want to talk about this and so I'm going to put the, the question back to you rather than me say myself but over the period since we started in 2020 through to now one of are the areas of improvement you've seen in myself is that the way that I manage the teams and lead the team in how we've done it and then how that then is uh, you know know the impact that's had on on the rest of the business
1: well for many of your staff they use the word transformational when they speak about you in this journey and I think it's understanding the way you think Mark is different to a lot of other people the way they think so you one you need to really see value in something you don't like the fluffy stuff But once you have a reference tool that you go, I get my head around this, it allows you to actually go, right, now I've got something meaty I can apply in this situation. And and when you're doing that, actually, that gives you the result you want. So for me, the big changes for you was you being more aware of your state and managing it before going into conversations, being really clear on what success is, using that framework to go, actually, even though I know the answer and I may have worked it all out, Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use one of the tools now to share with you Look, this is what success is. And actually, let's look at the options and the variables here and get them involved in. Okay, so what are the options here? What can we do about it? And then getting them to understand their permissions, understand that you're going, right, I'm giving you permission to do this now. And actually, when it's not done in the way that I expected, you're using the review process to say, well, actually, how was I in the moment? What could I have done? Was there clarity? And if so, okay, now I've got a strategy to challenge them without losing my temper. And I think, you know, if you look over that journey, I think the big changes for you have been actually getting people to challenge you more and being and building that confidence in them, which is a skill in itself, being more aware of your state and managing it, being more clear on getting them to talk more and not just wait for you to give them the solutions. Having that patience to say, well, actually, I could give you the answer now, but that's not going to help me because now you're reliant on me. Actually, I'm going to give you tools now and I'm going to I'm going to commit to the tools I've shared with you to allow you to, to take responsibility and quantify your actions. And I think for you that I think that's been your game changer that actually the tools have been so useful as use a reference to kept you on track to allow yourself to influence them, but also open the door for them to challenge you. I don't think there was a lot of that before. I think it was kind of Mark's way because you'd already worked it out, but with that invisible expectation, I don't think they always understood how you got to that choice. But once you started to go through this journey, you could see the, the dialogue between your staff and you was a lot more detailed, a lot more specific, and a lot more open. Because you gave them permission and the frameworks to do that, they, they're my big standouts in your journey.
0: It's very kind of you, and it is nice. to Use some some nice words in there as well. But the transformational. There you go. That's a that's a new one. Which is very kind. But just in that journey, how important was it for the rest of the team to understand the processes that we were following? Because it was. I, I agree. It was really important that I, I allowed this process that people could, in the right way. Um, feel feel happy to discuss and challenge decisions, um, feel that they, if, when they do that, they would be received in the right way. Um, how important was it to have the rest of the team on board with this? You know, How much did that help me with the journey and how much was the, the part I've done it myself?
1: It, it's critical. And, and you see in so many organisations where this is the, the one of many trip-ups where they don't embed success, what they often have is they have the main bosses going on training and then they, they, they go oh, I get this. this is really good and then if they, they attempt to use it with the staff now the staff are busy crazy and all of a sudden now they've got their bosses using this new language this new terminology and they go I don't even understand what you're on about what how can I do what you want me to do and then within three four weeks it's disappeared again because the boss go well, I didn't really work um so let me just give you the answer again whatever it may be so actually getting all of them to understand look if we wanna be successful here, you all need to buy into it and you all need to understand the value of it for yourself, but also the clarity of the interdependency of going, why you must follow through with boss Mark or with Yvonne or with anybody else to be successful. So if we're agreeing to these things, honor the pre-agreements, otherwise all you get is you get this little ripple from the bosses and then the people underneath go Oh, boss has been on a course again or oh, that will disappear within three weeks and sure enough it does so there is no way unless you as a boss aren't really doing a job and you go around coaching and mentoring everyone there is no way that you ever embed systemic change in an organization by just the bosses going on some training it just doesn't work so the fact of you getting all your people of influence on that training journey and also being the role model for it. Also saying, look, I've not met this guy and go, you're going on the training. You you are in the same room with them going on the same training. That's part of the role model and go, look, we're all going to be uncomfy going through this journey. But if we see the value of it, let's get comfy being uncomfy. And I'm in it with you. So let's help each other be better. And we put a lot of interventions in, haven't we, as well, where we're breaking down that hierarchical scale. And there's some person-person wellness, performance interactions every single week to to help people start breaking down these fear barriers that often happen, where where the boss is going, no, I really want your opinion, and they they're going in their head, there's no way I'm giving you my opinion. Yeah, no problem, no questions. And they wonder where I go, I haven't got a clue what I should be doing.
0: That whole thing of team, isn't it? That was really, really important. And allowing people to use having the permissions, really. I think if we break it down for the listener to really understand, is that the areas is that we were, you know, we really worked on self-states, so people remain calm and but also remain present, so they're always involved in the conversation, not not on the phone. You know that we would accept, you know, feedback and acknowledge it, and then once we got that, act rather than react. I think is was the key part that whole understand understood as we discussed before um to then you know give total clarity so we removed we talk about it a lot in the business removing gray to that part but another big area of your your work with us has been always about reviewing what we've done So rather, rather than obviously we're going through the process and we're making choices all the time but then reviewing that process and i think I'm just going to give you a story of, and then you go into what you ask people to review. But as I've mentioned, involved with the sport, I was practising this at, at rugby one time down with the training. And um, you said, you know, just pull people out individually occasionally and just ask them to review what they did. And I remember we had a new a new chap come and play for us and he would played at quite a lot, high level, had been paid to, to pay. And I pulled him over and asked him, so just explain to me, what was your choice there? Why did you do that? And he was, and he kept saying, yeah, but I thought that was good. You know, that's all he kept saying was, but I thought that was good. And, you know, so what was the problem? What's this? What, what, you know, you know, but if I do that, it creates space. And it was all positive stuff. And I said, no, no, no. The reason why I've called you out is because I wanted you to see why you'd made that choice because it was fantastic. You know, it was yeah. the right choice. It did all those things. And what I want you to do is keep doing it. Yeah. You know, he said to me, he was 35 at the time, you know, to cause of any crit, It never happened to him before you know and he played up in the high you know not the the very highest level but he played you know up in the, the top level of rugby not international but it's the first time ever someone had asked it pulled him aside to ask him why he made a positive choice so yeah. just talk us through the whole what you do and why we review all our choices and the, the difference between just reviewing which it often happens your, your negatives
1: so i think we talk about I mean environment culture now is so popular now we use these buzzwords don't we all the time in business and sport but when you get down to the meat of it most people don't know what actually looks like how to bring it alive and one of the issues we have is when someone does something which you perceive as unacceptable or wrong in your invisible expectations in here that they may have a totally different expectations of we get stuck in and we have conversations so in the sporting context that's a coach on the sideline going, you should have gone right there, go left. Well, you know, we need to work harder at communication. So we're all de- delving on how we need to get better. But what we're not doing is when someone commits to something better than done before, it may be a, just a behavior thing. It may be a commitment thing, maybe a better choice thing, maybe a better execution. What we're not doing is we're not getting them to reflect on those. So if we put it back in the sports context is right example linking into rugby is when i was coaching the england rugby coaches they're getting the best players in the country premiership rugby players and as soon as i'm asking the coach right what i want you to do is get them and there's an action review process so we're reflecting the right way just asking them pull them out and go okay talk to me what happened over there looking at what did you see what were the options what influenced your choice and you had players just looking blank and, and straight away someone's asked me a question. a coach, I must have done something wrong. And it happens so much in business where now the boss is asking me a question. I must have done something wrong because the only time the boss asks me anything specific or tells me anything specific is when I've done something wrong. Now, that can be really soul destroying. And also then the relationship of the perception between your bosses is not a great one. Now, the other problem with that as well is some people are very specific when things go wrong and then they're very generalised when something goes well. So you may have done a great deal. You may have done a new structure, new system, maybe on the computer with people and it's going really well. And we go, oh, yeah, we did really well there. Great. And then let's look at how we can get better. And we start nailing into that. But what we haven't done to say and we'll put it back into the sporting context. Someone's now just done the best choice I've ever done before. They've clearly executed better than done before. And I'm calling them over. And now as soon as I'm calling over, they're saying, oh, I I must have done something wrong. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Talk to me. What did you do there that made that so great? Because I want you to repeat it. What specifically did you do differently? And all of a sudden now it's framed like that. The the player's going, well, coach has never asked me that before. And now we're saying, no, no, no. I need you to recognize because what we're not good at is reflecting on What specifically made that so much better? What specifically did we do in our choice, our execution that made that so much better? Because I want you to reflect on that because that's a bit I want you to repeat. And that's a bit in business and sport in school. We don't often do well enough. We delve into when things are going wrong and often we're in the telling. We're not in, Okay, let's work through what 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 were you working with? What was the data? What 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 options did you see? We're not doing that. So it's a, a bit like. I mean, we're just having this. The women have just won the European um, football championship only last night. There's timing for you. And you listen to the coach now and they're talking about, well, actually, it's about behaviors and understanding the people. But the important point is if we want to develop a winning team, what we have to do is be consistent. Whether we win or lose, we need to reflect in the same way because it's not the scoreline. There's too many variables. What we can look at is how is our state? how was our scanning how were are the choices we saw what influenced the choice we committed to did we commit how was our execution that is all the richness of data that's going to give us the error, the elements we need to repeat and the elements we need to change now if we have a common language with that that breaks down the barriers oh boss has asked me a question i must have done something wrong or boss just tell me what you want me to do because actually whenever i try anything you just find fault anyway so just tell me what you want boss. So now we're shutting down the decision making of the people we want. So I think that's an area that's really developed well in your business where people are now actually going, well, I've got a framework to make better decisions. I'm more comfortable expressing how I came to that decision in both when I'm doing really well and not, but also the bosses now and everyone around them peers are scanning for the good stuff as well as the bad stuff and making sure people are recognizing the differences, what made that so great. And I think that's a real step change in developing rapport, relationships and morale when the world is as crazy as it is now with the high stress of the world is how can we keep people present? How can we keep them committed to make the best choice in the moment when they're unsupervised, when they're under pressure? And that balance between the two really provides clarity of support where you need it
0: that's a really you know a fundamental difference in the you know in the many things that we've done that there's fundamental differences but i think that reviewing positive outcomes because what you want to do is repeat them you yeah. know and, and we spend as you say in the coaching even when you're right at the top with the england you know pulling someone out and saying what have you done well is so because we don't grow up in that culture with your with your parents you know you're worried about when you're getting told off when you got taken to the headmaster's office which was a regular occurrence for me was never for a positive reason so it's always reaffirmed that you get pulled out because you've done something wrong and that that whole what we want people to do is carry on doing things that are positive so that that was a real cultural change for me but for the whole team here is right when we do something well let's review it and let's keep doing it yeah and I think that's been the the biggest learning part for me is rather than just keep reviewing the things that go wrong.
1: Yeah. And also then it links beautifully into that self-reviewing in the moment and then self-reviewing when you've had time to cool down in both exceptional and unacceptable in that perception of things. It's just it's kind of we need to develop both, don't we? So we need to develop really objective, impartial self-reflectors and decision makers but also then we need to use the same tools when we're having an interaction with someone else it could be a peer it could be a boss it could be anybody to reflect on why we did those things whether they're exceptional or unacceptable so we've got a plan of action but also if we recognize we're going to change something because we've recognized best practice or we recognize there's a trend that we can get better at is then recognizing who needs to know that information because now we've talked about it, but who have we shared that with now and how are we sharing an effective way to actually build our growth of best practice or to prevent an issue happening again? And there's those reflection loops where we can't get into it here because there's so much to it, but actually making sure that all these things link together. And there's when you start looking at it, there's so much, isn't it? But within your business now, it's common language. It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? And coming from sport and then coming into the
0: business world which you're now involved all the time with mark but you know two leaders what what are the key out of your all the tools that you provide people with, what are the key ones that you identify for leaders to to really help uh, develop their business what are the key tools that you ask them to really focus on
1: number one is your own aware of state your own scanning and being impartial when you when you're looking at data when you're looking at people. If we can't do that, then whoever we want to be on a list on the wall or whoever we want to be on, you know, when we're having a conversation down the pub of what a great leader is, we won't be it because we won't be aware of what's going on around us to make the best interventions. And the other element is always, if you're always aiming to share the vision of the, you know, I call it the lighthouse with the direction with everyone and live by those principles, but always think about, can I make myself redundant? In this moment, can I give people the confidence and the competence to make these decisions without me while maintaining that interdependence? So I know one of the challenges in bosses all over the place and head coaches, and it would be the same for you, Mark, is making sure, how can I still be part of the team where the doors are open, but they still trust me to take the right direction? And I think that's the difference between leadership and management. I think we we need to understand there's a difference, but actually a great leader also needs to be a great manager, but understand leadership has to have great management in it. And if you're not aware of yourself, if you're not impartially collating the data to make good judgment in the moment aligned to that lighthouse, then actually most things start to fall down. So we haven't, you know, in sport, we have the pre-season chats, what what, what we're building towards, what are our qualities. I go into businesses, I see them all on the walls. Often I go, okay, talk me through, without looking at it, talk me through what they look like. And there's a lot of waffly grey in there. So we're saying, look, if, if we know what's important, are we living by the values and principles that we're sharing? Is the direction the right one? And, and am I can constantly, every single moment of the day, cultivating the very behaviours and interdependency I want around me? Am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? And if we're doing that every day, because we all have bad days, we all have bad moments, but recognise if I'm doing that all the time and I'm using the tools to give the permissions, when I am unacceptable, I've built a support structure around me where someone will go, that was unacceptable boss, or I'm going to three age you now boss. And now we're going, okay, that's the support I need in now because I've built uh, an environment that allows that to happen. So it's understand leadership is not you need to be lonely and go follow me. Leadership is about interdependency of developing people around you that can be efficient working together, but don't need you all the time to make the best decisions.
0: That's a really good point that you make is around principle of, you know, the values were based around a lot of around myself or, you know, what the the team at the time decided. And I think the summary for me of what it is, is rather than don't tell me, show me. And if your yeah. team can show that this is how they're living and um, breathing and performing and that's what the business is, that's how you really actually tell that it's it's implemented, ingrained in in the business. And that's the key part of when you know that you've been successful as a leader, that people can. It comes through because people can see it and it's shown throughout the organization.
1: And that's that interdependency. A lot of people don't really understand, isn't it? in organizations about what that looks like day to day and understand, it's like we, you know, we did the work with departments, didn't we, about understanding, okay, where's the permissions, eliminate the grey. where's our UAEs? Okay, but if we agree it now, we've both got to commit to it. And that's back to, let's understand you first before you understand me. And that that's where actually we need a lot of pockets of great, I mean, everyone should have a leadership quality from the, the, the most junior person. We're going, look, if you see something and you think it's the right thing to do or say, aligned with the permissions you've got, Go for it, because that's what we want to cultivate as opposed to I'm just going to wait to be told what to do now, which is definitely not the interdependence that we're really driving. And we've, you've got to stay on it, haven't you? Because it's not a case of, OK, it's done now. It can easily regress. What we're saying is we have to invest in it all the time. And that's everyone's responsibility, not just the one person at the top or the two people or the three people or the leadership team.
0: it's everyone to to get to that whole behaviors to to get to our performance that's the key to what we're what we're trying to achieve yeah That, that's fantastic, mark. Uh, I know the interview you went on, we would carry on for for days, probably not just hours, so uh, and we always enjoy the subject of where we can improve and it's something I'm always conscious of of where I can individually improve myself and keep continually getting better and look for those opportunities so but is there anything else you would like to add as a conclusion, mark, to the
1: conversation? yeah, I'd say on a serious note, if you know if your head of a business you know in any or sport organization doesn't matter it's really important to have somebody external that can be impartial that can keep you aligned to that you can build a rapport up and trust we go actually i can share i can vent and someone's going to keep me accountable but actually someone's going to guide me and i think that's a relationship we've built up with you mark is to go look i know i can speak to mark i can i can say out whatever i want to mark and the problem is with two marks. So Coach Mark and Boss Mark is Boss Mark can speak to Coach Mark and Co- Coach Mark will always come in impartial. It'll always be anchored to what we've agreed. And it's just allowing you sometimes a reset, a recharge, sometimes wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends and people in the business struggle to give because it's a different type of relationship. So having somebody like that that understands all the principles that we're working with to give you some some anchoring some support i think is really critical within especially in this crazy world we live in now
0: i i fully agree mark i think that support that you offer to me you know individually giving that impartial advice with no baggage no emotion just working through the options has been invaluable to me and you know you know i'm always very grateful and again very grateful you've joined us today and thank you very much for your input so thanks ever so much for listening to today's podcast of how to embed corporate change and an overview of of my development as a leader so you some very nice words in there so i appreciate that mark and the payment will be coming out later but if you you like what you've heard today on the pod uh, remember please use the subscribe button whenever you listen to your favorite podcasts and if you take a moment please give us a five-star review we would be very very grateful of that and also follow us on all other social media channels so thanks ever so much mark for joining me really Enjoyed that. I'll see you very soon.
1: Pleasure, Mark. Thanks a lot. Hope people have taken some little golden nuggets from this that may get them to think differently about what they're doing.